Hey, this is Sarah Groban. You're listening to the Indie Artist Resources Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first edition of the Indie Artist Resources Podcast. My name is Will. I will be your host. This episode is the first in a series of podcasts brought to you by IndieArtistResources.com. Log on to our website for some cool promotion tips and links to help you succeed in the Indian unsigned world of music. Special guest for this episode is singer-songwriter Sarah Groban from Los Angeles, California. I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Sarah, and I'll play some highlights from our conversation. I'll also play some tracks from her new release, entitled Notes from Underground. This track is called Seasons.
I wanted to start off by asking you about uh, your latest release, Notes from Underground. Yeah. Um, approximately when did that come out? It actually came out about a month ago. Um, oh. I'd been going through so many different tracks, adding tracks, deleting tracks, and finally it came down to the final six um, at the end of last month. So. Okay, so that's basically when I first heard from you or heard your album. Is It was brand new. Yeah, it was, pretty much, yeah. Awesome. I love it. I've been listening to uh, I'm Away Home. I was uh, cranking Seasons in the car. It's my new favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. It's got piano. I think it's got some, some violin. Yeah, it does. Is that a personal song? Is that about a relationship? That yes, it is. Is that something mm-hmm. that you briefly want to talk about? Yeah, I had this relationship. He was my best friend, and I never really knew what level we were on. And, you know, like the seasons, different things would happen, either ups and downs, things would pass. And it was just all about the rocky road we had. And we never ended up being together. We always stayed good friends. But the feelings I had for him always were going from, you know, loving him to understanding that we were only going to be friends. A lot of musicians write different ways. And, uh... I wonder, do you come up with your lyrics first in poem form, or do you do guitar tracks, or is it all one shot? No, actually, I write poems all the time, all the time, and I've tried for years to match them to certain music I come up to, and it's never worked. It no. doesn't match correctly the, the kind of melodies with the lyrics, so I always continue playing maybe a specific melody over and over and Whatever comes to my to my mind, I'll start singing along with it, random phrases, random trying to rhyme or random words. And whatever continues to, to come to my mind is what I start writing down. And then I'll have one line, and then I'll just build the song off of rhyming with that one line and then making the whole entire structure of the song. That's awesome. You know, it definitely works for you because the four tracks that I have of yours, I've been listening to in my MP3 player in the car, and it's got a beautiful... Uh, guitar acoustic sound your voice is beautiful i just love it so i think that i can't wait to hear new stuff from you it's just i think you're gonna go far with this so i sure hope so i have i've written two new songs so i'm hoping that i get a chance to get into the studio and start you know making some stuff happen because i really think they'd fit very nicely with the ep awesome i can't wait to hear those that was one of my questions is if we could expect any new music so you think you're going to do two songs at a time instead of an entire album well, there's two songs that I've uh, written and I feel confident with and want to add more and layer up in the studio that I think would match really well with the whole uh, Notes from Underground. I write many songs, but I feel I have to go a step further and think, you know, can these really, are these songs what I want people to hear at this at this moment? Are these powerful enough for people? Because some songs are just, I wrote a song, and, you know, it's fun to play, but I'm not really trying to work with it. Right. Okay. Well, getting back to writing, do you have favorite places you write? Do you you often sit outside? I I notice you're sitting outside by a tree on your album cover. I kind of got the idea that you love the outdoors and and love to maybe write in that sense. Yes, I do. I always, um, I love to write on my roof. Um, I can climb that tree, (laughs) and it goes over the roof, so I can go and sit on the roof, like at sunset or maybe in the morning, and... And just jam out. I've had a couple of friends come over just for fun, and we'd have jam sessions and, you know, come up with new ideas. So outside is definitely my favorite place to write. I feel like my mind is so much more at ease and more, I don't know, 
available to creative juices, I suppose. studio where with all the uh, technology available you could actually record at home is that something you do or is it mostly in a professional studio oh it's in a professional studio I'm not an expert on that kind of stuff so I don't even I want something that you know the best it can be with someone who's completely educated in that area so yeah. I go to um, grandma's warehouse in Los Angeles and Echo Park um, and record there it's it's an awesome recording studio in this warehouse where this other business is and um, it's it's just fantastic. I've been going to him for all of my tracks. I've I've never gone to someone else. So, okay, awesome. Now, as far as playing, are are you just playing in in California, or have you been around the U.S.? Well, in 2008, I went to the University of Minnesota for a semester, and I played a lot in downtown Minneapolis, and was invited to play Battle of the Bands, but I ended up moving back to California, so I never got a chance. But I played out there, and then in 2009, I moved to Boston for a year, and I played a little out there. 
And then I finally moved back permanently to California where I've just been playing a little bit in Palm Springs and Palm Desert area. But I feel right now I'm not doing as many shows as I would like because I'm trying to focus more on promotion via internet to other parts besides Palm Springs. I feel like it's easier for me to reach out to other fans and supporters and artists through the internet than playing millions of shows. Oh, absolutely. And I I've actually was looking for information about you so I could prepare for the interview and doing a search on you, you're everywhere. Your music is on every site that I could think of. And so you've really spread out there. One of the sites, though, I think you just got on Twitter when I had first met you. Yes, I never got onto Twitter for some reason. I just didn't, my agent in Los Angeles didn't really, he didn't really push it for me to be on it. And so I finally, when you brought it up, was the first time I actually made the account and realized how important it was. Because I was so busy trying to make other music sites that when people would search for me, it would be a lot easier for them to find me. But now that I see through you how many followers you have, Twitter is just incredible. Yeah. You know, I figured it was probably something on the order of that uh, not having the time to do it with as busy as you are. Most most independent musicians work as well to support themselves and I think I read that you're going to school as well, so you're probably very busy with that. Yeah, I'm actually going to be going back to school in January, either at UC Berkeley or I might go to UC Irvine. I'm not quite sure because it all depends how my music goes. I really want my music to be my first priority, which is why I've taken some time off. Um, this is what I really want to do. You know, I don't want to go to law school and be a lawyer. You know, I want to be a musician, so I'm trying to do whatever I can in the time frame I have um, to make music a career. I also want to mention Django. I'm happy that you signed up for Django because I see you have a growing list of fans already. Oh, yeah, I love Django. Oh, my gosh. I did not expect uh, it to be such a great resource, but it's, it's really helped me gain a lot of support. I, the reason I like it the most, and I've signed up for it probably a year ago, but the best thing about it is these people who are, who are um, adding themselves to your fan list, it's not like a Facebook like or a, a Twitter follow to where Anybody can just follow anybody to get more followers and likes. This is somebody who's just listened to your music. They've decided that they liked it. There's no benefit for them other than to keep in touch with you and become your fan. So they truly like your music when they get on your fan list. You're listening to the Indie Artist Resources Podcast. If you'd like more information on how you can sign up and get your band playing on Django Radio, stop by IndieArtistResources.com and click on the Django story. The links inside the story will take you right through to their website. For a limited time, Django is giving away 200 free airplays to anyone that signs up, so stop on by. Before we get back into the interview with Sarah Groban, I want to mention another band that I've been digging lately. The name of the band is the Travis Singleton Band, and you can check them out at travissingleton.com. And they're currently in the studio, December 2011, recording brand new tracks. It's easy to run, it's hard not to feel when the writing's on the wall. About a week ago, I received an email from the Travis Singleton mailing list, and it was requesting donations to help fund the studio time for their new recordings. So I went ahead and donated $25 towards the studio time uh, to help offset the cost of that. And that's not a lot of money, but if uh, enough people donate, then it can really help an independent artist uh, try to fund their own own projects without having to be signed to a major label. So. 
If you'd like to help fund the recording of the new album from Travis Singleton, you can stop by PayPal and make your donation to Travis Singleton at TravisSingleton.com. They are accepting donations in any dollar amount. However, if you donate $25 or more, you will receive a copy of the new album, or I believe it might have been just a few tracks, I can't remember, but you'll receive an advanced copy before it's released to the public. So the easiest way to check out some of the tracks from Travis Singleton is to stop on over to Reverb Nation. All you need to do is enter your email address and sign up for their mailing list. And that will allow you to play some of the full-length tracks. You can see if uh, it's something you might enjoy listening to further. for Diet Pepsi. I drink it with everything. I'm drinking one right now. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, I'm so addicted to it. My dad drinks Diet Pepsi all day long, and I just pick up on his habit, so. Okay, some people are coffee people in the morning, and some are soda. I, I can't understand the soda thing, but I'm a coffee <laughs> person, obviously. But. Okay, so my next question. Uh, what CD or MP3 do you currently have in your car, an MP3 player that you have been cranking lately? Uh, I most recently cranked up Baby Britain by Elliot Smith. I've always been a very strong supporter of Elliot, and his music is amazing. He was the reason I started playing guitar. Really? And, yes. I look up him the most as a musician and how I want to be in the business. He's just absolutely incredible. Well, I feel kind of silly, but I'm not too familiar, so I definitely will have to look that up after we're done talking and get more familiar yes. with it. He was signed with DreamWorks Records, and he's a folk artist. He's fantastic. Um, okay, my next question is, do you have a favorite movie or favorite couple of movies? Yeah, I have three. Um, my favorite movies are Donnie Darko, Eternal Sunshine, and The Spotless Mind, and Step Brothers. Okay, I haven't seen any of those. Are uh, you serious? Oh my gosh. Step Brothers for sure. Is it Will Ferrell and Step Brothers? Yes, it's okay, hilarious. So I have seen that one, actually. That, it was, it's really silly, but I loved it. Okay. <laughs> Now, do you read a lot? I was going to ask uh, the most recent book that you've read. Uh, yes. I recently read Notes from Underground, which is a written by a Russian existentialist philosopher, and it's the book I named my EP off of. That's what I just got now. So I didn't know that. I didn't even know it was a book, so I'm learning a lot. Yeah, about it. it's, it's, a very, it's a pretty dark book, but it's, it's fantastic. It's really, definitely a book to read. I will definitely look that up. I have a Kindle now, so I've been downloading books like crazy from Amazon, so that may be one of my next books. It's awesome. My last question is, do you have a favorite guitar brand or a favorite guitar that you play? It's yeah, my favorite guitar would have to be my Jasmine Takamini. It was the first guitar I ever bought. It's a hard acoustic, it's not electric, and it was like 70 bucks. but the sound is incredible. It has this really deep hollow sound that brings a bittersweet darkness to like whatever I play on it. It's very it sounds a lot like Elliot Smith, like just that 
really deep tone. It's, it was the best guitar I ever bought. Awesome. It's funny how sometimes sometimes your first guitar or even a guitar that's not very expensive has an awesome quality to it. And I, I actually have one that that I feel the same way about. So continue with what you're doing exactly how you are because you have a beautiful voice. Your guitar playing is amazing. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. You know I'm up for anything. We can try to figure it out. But you know what went wrong. Better see the time is getting faster. When will we ever make this last? Come on, please, won't you speak quicker? I'm tired of my attempts. I'm tired of my attempts. And that concludes my interview with singer-songwriter Sarah Groban. To find out more about Sarah and her music, stop by ReverbNation.com and type Sarah Groban in the search box. You can read her bio and stream some of her music right there from the Reverb Nation page. If you'd like to purchase any of Sarah's tracks, you can do so at Amazon.com or just about any other online music retailer. For information on how to get your band played on the Indie Artist Resources podcast, stop by IndieArtistResources.com and read the article on submissions. The Indie Artist Resources Podcast is sponsored by Pure Evergreen Music Licensing, providing music at no charge to YouTube directors and independent filmmakers via Creative Commons license. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.